0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspic. this is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. To subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Giants Baseball. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Coming up on today's show, we are going to look back on the 52 games that the Giants have played so far this year. We're just two games away from the one-third mark of the 2019 season. And so this is always a good time to reflect back. We did a little bit of that in the last episode, but we also had to cover those three awful games against the Diamondbacks. So today... We're going to take our second, we did it at about the quarter mark, and we're going to do it again now, our second look back and just taking a step back and looking at the state of the 2019 San Francisco Giants. So we'll start on the offensive side of things. And the first thing that jumps off the page here is that when we're talking about the offensive side of the game, we're talking about the position players as a whole. And that doesn't mean just offense. We have to count defense. We have to think about base running. And that is where something like wins above replacement or war comes into play here. So all told, they had been better in May, but their overall season numbers offensively, forgetting about defense and base running for now, They've been the second worst team in the National League about 20% below average offensively non-pitchers, hitting collectively 225 with a 292 on-base percentage and a 375 slugging percentage. So those are really some dreadful numbers. Any time you have an on-base percentage below 300 is a serious serious issue and the Giants are one of only two teams in the NL with a OBP below 300. In terms of base running, they've been below average by 1.3 runs, according to Fangraph's base running metric, and that is 10th in the National League. So there are five teams who have been worse than them in terms of their base running. We have seen the Giants make a lot of outs on the bases this year in bad spots. We haven't seen like a super aggressiveness trying to score We've just seen trying to stretch singles into doubles, doubles into triples, hit and runs that don't work, stolen bases, guys getting thrown out all the time, picked off. We've seen it all, and it's been ugly from that regard, but there have been five teams who have been worse. Defensively is where they've really shined on the offensive side of the ball, and it sounds weird to say the offensive side, but again, that means we're just talking about the position players. But they've been 13.1 runs above average, according to Fangraphs, with all of the positional adjustments made. So for example, a good center fielder is more valuable than a good first baseman. They can impact the game more defensively. So with all those positions adjusted for properly, the Giants have had the second best defense in the National League, and it's really a virtual tie for first place with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And so that defense gets counted into the war metric. And so all told, the Giants collectively have been worth two wins above replacement from their non-pitchers, which is still second worst in the National League. But it's light years ahead of the Miami Marlins, who have had similarly bad offense, but worse base running and way worse defense. So looking at the individuals who make up these overall numbers for the Giants, there's a lot of things to be disappointed about. I think the biggest thing is that Posey, Longoria, Panic, Belt, Pilar and Brandon Crawford, and and then even the other veterans that, that were brought in as free agents or minor league free agents, Jan Herve Salarte and Gerardo Parra, pretty much all the veterans on this team outside of Pablo Sandoval have been disappointing. It's a very concerning season for Buster Posey, who remains well below average offensively. And the fact that he hits in the middle of the lineup and is just not producing at all offensively is a serious issue. Evan Longoria, just more of the same. His defense has been good, but he's Again, having a below average offensive season, which is not what you want out of a guy who hits in the middle of the lineup and plays third base. Joe Panic has had a good May, but all told is also below average offensively. Brandon Belt is just kind of middling slightly above average offensively, but again, first base is a position where you want well above average offense. So, you know, it's been a fine start for Belt, but the defense has regressed a little bit and all told you're just you're certainly not blown away by his offensive line he's hitting 229 337 on base 452 slugging we all know what Jan Javier Salarte and Gerardo Para did or didn't do but Brandon Crawford may be the biggest disappointment out of the bunch he's hitting 200 with a 275 on base and a 288 slugging And, you know, that's comparable to what Gerardo Parra and Jan Hervis Solarte were doing offensively. So if they weren't tied up long term to Crawford, I mean, this is a, a situation where you might see them cut him loose. But, of course, they're signed into the long term deal with several of these guys. And Crawford's defense has also taken a step back from the elite level. We've seen it in years past. Kevin Pilar is kind of a similar story where his defense is not what it used to be and he's been well below average offensively. So not really seeing a ton of signs for optimism here. And it's also worth noting, you can't blame this on the new guy once again, the new guy being new president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi. Some of these guys were brought in by him on extremely cheap and extremely easy to move on from contracts like Para and Salarte But really, how do you blame him for being stuck with the contracts of Crawford Belt, Posey, Longoria, like these guys are hurting them too and are much harder to move on from than the guys he brought in. Pilar was was very low risk, something that's easy to get out from. He's arbitration eligible in the winter for one last time, but they don't have to tender him a contract. So it's also a very low risk move that was made there. So the Giants, the new front office has done nothing to hamstring them in the future, whereas the old front office is what has them in this situation. They also got the Giants three World Series rings, but they are responsible for the Giants being in this mess that they're in. Lastly, I would say the guys that I've been optimistic about and the bright spots on this side of the ball have been Tyler Austin, again, a guy that Farhan Zaidi brought in. He's just absolutely destroyed lefties and has been one of the few offensive bright spots, along with Pablo Sandoval, who is destroying right-handed pitching. So if you could somehow combine Austin and Sandoval at a position, you would have pretty good offense right now based on how they're swinging the bat. Stephen Vogt has also been a solid contributor when he's played. I also think it's a tremendous positive that they're trying different guys when they have the ability to do so because they're not tied into a long-term contract. Like in the outfield, it hasn't worked out with certain guys and they've been quick to try out other guys when they deemed that that audition wasn't going as planned, like Mac Williamson. They tried him out, they gave him a look, and it's not working, and now in comes Mike Yastrzemski, and we'll see what, what happens there. But that's what they need to be doing, trying to build towards the future. So that has been another bright spot for me, is the willingness to try different guys in positions of need. Remember to subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball. You can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya. It's free, super easy to use, and has every single podcast you love or are searching for. They have personally curated playlists made just for you by their local expert podcast tastemakers. Themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers and sports. Listeners can follow their favorite shows and creators... Listeners can thumbs up and comment on individual episodes. And listeners can build podcast playlists by the episode. Customize it just like a playlist for songs and share it through social, texts, and email. Find and download Himalaya on the App Store or Google Play Store. Don't forget to follow Locked On Giants Baseball once you're there. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about the Giants pitching in 2019 here at the one-third mark of the season, approximately. So that's all coming up next, but first, we talk about baseball performance all the time on this show, but what about performance in the bedroom? That's right, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB just pay $5 for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB, and try it. It's free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so as promised, we're going to talk about the state of the Giants pitching here at the approximately one-third mark of the 2019 season. So it's been a tale of extremes here, just like with the Giants' offense, the defense being great and the bats slumbering. The pitching has been the same story, where the bullpen has been great and the starting pitching has been totally dreadful. So let's start with the dreadful so we can end on a positive. Among National League teams, the Giants' starting pitching ranks dead last by a huge margin in Fangraph's war. They have a 529 ERA 525 fielding independent pitching and a 4.68 expected fielding independent pitching if you normalize the home run rate. So what does that mean? It means the Giants are allowing home runs at a higher rate than any other team in baseball from their starting pitching staff. They're allowing almost two home runs per nine innings on average. So within this group of pitchers who have started for the Giants, only Madison Bumgarner and Sean Anderson have not posted negative wins above replacement totals according to Fangraphs. And you might wonder, how is someone like Jeff Samarja with his 3.27 ERA in this group? And it's because he has peripherals that are way higher up in the fives, and that is really what we should expect from his ERA moving forward. Among pitchers who have started games in the National League this season, the Giants have three of the four with the worst. First Fangraph's war totals, number one or last, and I think there's been 108 starting pitchers in the National League. Last is the Brewers' Corbin Burns, and then the next three are Derek Holland, Derek Rodriguez, and Drew Pomeranz. I would say the one positive to come out of all this is that Madison Bumgarner appears to have rebounded at least somewhat from where he was the last couple of seasons. Strikeout rate is up. Walk rate is down. Home run rate is roughly league average. His ERA is 410, but the peripherals are mid threes. And so just like with Samarja expecting the ERA to jump up to where the peripherals are, we expect the ERA for Bumgarner to get sucked down to where the peripherals are in the mid threes. Just like with the offense, it is a good sign that the Giants are willing to try new guys when somebody in the rotation is not doing their job. Holland is an example. Derek Rodriguez is another. They've both already been bumped out of the starting rotation. We've seen Sean Anderson and Andy Suarez, and I think we'll continue to see more guys because the front office is not willing to just settle with the status quo. They're constantly looking for guys who are able to step up and perform. So we'll continue to see this as the season progresses. Lastly, on the bullpen side, the Giants have been very good, ending on a positive here. They're pretty clearly one of the best bullpens in the National League. They allow fewer home runs per nine than any other National League bullpen. They have a 3.76 ERA, 3.66 fielding independent pitching, and a 4.11 expected fielding independent pitching if they were allowing a normal rate of home runs. Will Smith is continuing to look like one of the best relievers in baseball. Sam Dyson is having an incredible season. Trevor Gott is having a very good season. Reyes Maranta has been good except for a walk issue. Mark Melanson having a nice rebound. Tony Watson has been fine. Travis Bergen and Nick Vincent have kind of gotten roughed up a little bit. But all told, if you look at the fielding independent pitching leaders among National League relief pitchers, number one is Kirby Yates. Of the Padres, number two is Felipe Vasquez of the Pirates, number three is Will Smith, number four is Sam Dyson, number five is Luke Jackson of the Braves, and number six is Trevor Gott. So fielding independent pitching is probably better than ERA at predicting future performance. And the Giants have three of the top six in the National League for relief pitchers. There's a lot more we could talk about, but that's kind of been the story so far. All told, they definitely don't look like a playoff contender to me. But the theme of the season now will be the upcoming draft, which is a week from yesterday, and who they're going to trade at the deadline. I think I would love to have talked more about Sam Dyson today. He's having a career best year, and it looks sustainable. Strikeout rate is up. Walk rate is down. Gets, gets ground balls at an elite level prevents home runs at an elite level, and he's controllable for one season beyond 2019 through arbitration. So I think he's going to be in high demand as well as Will Smith. Madison Bumgarner is going to be in demand. So... That's going to be the, re- the theme of this season for the next couple of months. We will be back with another episode tomorrow to talk about this game tonight against the Miami Marlins. And then on the next off day, which will be on Monday, we're going to preview the draft, which will be taking place that day. Remember to subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball. You can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Giants Baseball. Once again, my name is Ben Caspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast. If you like this show, please consider subscribing, leaving a review and telling your friends and family to listen and subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time.